friends and shalom. This is Tom with Truth Ignited Ministry, where we talk about what they don't teach in the churches. And today I want to bring a message and ask yet again another question, a very important question. Has everybody lost their minds? Think about it. Well, let's think about this for a second. Deuteronomy 28 is an interesting chapter. It opens up with a list of blessings. Now, these blessings, according to the context of the text, are exclusively for those who obey and live by the Torah. If you start at the beginning of the chapter and you read down, you will find that the list of blessings is preceded by saying that these are for the people who follow and live by the Torah. So when you see Christians running around, as I've so often seen, running around saying, I'm the head and I'm not the tail and I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out and I'm above and I'm not... Be Look, man. Those are not for you because you don't live by the Torah. Now, now, if you follow the Torah as Scripture tells you to, then yes, those blessings are for you. But all of the Christians I've seen in my life that, that go around and chant these blessings, they don't belong to them because these are people who refuse to follow the Torah. And if you talk to them about the Torah and you talk to them about the food laws and the Sabbath day and things of this nature, they, they look at you all cross-eyed and, and like a deer in the headlights and like, what are you talking about? Don't you know? And look, man, they, they, and then if you go down in the chapter, if you keep reading in Deuteronomy 28, you're going to find an even longer list of curses. It, it's right in the chapter. You read through, you get past the blessings, and most of these Christians, they never get past the blessings. They never go that far. They don't want to know about, they don't like to hear negativity today. You know, one preacher said one time, oh, we don't talk about sin in my church. That was for my father's generation. We don't talk about things like that anymore. We don't want to be negative. We don't want to put people down. We want everybody to be happy and joyful, and you're leading them straight to hell. Listen, there's a longer list of curses, and you go down the chapter, and it says that if you don't live by the Torah, if you reject the Torah, if you refuse to follow the Torah, here is a list of curses, and these are for you. And and if you go down in, in verse 28 and 29, it says, you will become insane and go blind. Yah will make you so confused that even in bright sunshine, now I'm reading this out of the contemporary English version, which is a pretty cool translation, it's very sarcastic language. I really like that. It says, it says that even in bright sunshine, you will have to feel your way around like a blind person who cannot tell day from night. And then if you go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we find the description of the lawless one. And we find we find him described in that chapter. And those who follow him. And then if you go to verse 11, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and verse 11, it says, For this reason, Yah sends them a delusional force to lead them to believe 
what is false. Now, now it's interesting. In both of these passages, it tells us that Yah, the Father, Abba, God, whatever you want to call him, Elohim, Adonai, whatever term you prefer, he, it says that he does this to those who refuse to follow the Torah and, and who refuse to enter into true Torah-keeping covenant with him. These people, he puts them under a delusional force. He makes them insane. He makes them walk around like they're blind. He causes them to be confused. He causes them to believe what is false. That's what your Bible says. Don't be fooled. This is the message of Scripture just as much as all of the happy, good-feeling stuff that everybody wants to put a focus on. This is just as important, and it's probably more important that we understand these kinds of principles because nobody wants to focus on this stuff today. Nobody wants to talk about what they perceive as negative. But I will remind you that the negative things of Scripture are actually the most positive things of scripture because it's the negative sounding things the things that the human mind perceives as negative are the things that are going to propel you into true holiness true holy living through the covenant through his torah that's why we have to talk about these things we can't go around and say we don't want to talk about that anymore that was okay for a past generation but we have to be happy and feel good today no we have to be happy and feel good yes but we can't do it at the expense of the truth we can't do it at the expense of the Torah of our God. We can't do it at the expense of holiness. We can't do it at the expense of righteousness. Or we can't do it at the expense of the salvation of the souls of men. Listen, I want to talk about some things. I want to talk about some things. Three religions I want to discuss today. They're the major Bible-based religions of today. Now, we can get into cults like the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses, but, but the, you know, we know that those religions are cults. I want to talk about Christianity, and I want to talk about Judaism, and I even want to talk about the growing, somewhat growing in popularity, so-called Hebrew Roots Movement. And I want to talk about how these things fit with the model of what we see in Scripture of, of people who have become confused, people who have become delusional, people who have become blind, people who have become insane in the things that they believe and the things that they teach. And, and I want to talk about these things. And we'll start with the religion of Christianity. Christianity is the biggest religious body in the entire world. If you consider everything that falls under the scope of what is called Christianity today, it's the biggest religion in the world. It claims, the last time I checked, 2.4 billion, not million, not, it's 2.4 billion people profess in some form or fashion to be a Christian. 
and that is one-third of the entire population of the world. And, and you think about some things. You think about in Mark, Matthew chapter 7, where it says many will walk down the wrong path. And only a few will find the right path. And you think about Revelation 12, 9, where it says the ancient serpent, who is Satan, the same serpent, the same ancient serpent that deceived Adam and Eve. He said, it says that he is going to deceive the whole world. And friends, 2.4 billion people one third of the world's population it's not few it's not the few that we read about in Mark, matthew chapter 7 it is the many it is a significant portion of the whole world that is deceived by the ancient serpent and like it or not most most of christianity today is influenced by a heresy called Marcionism. It's a second century heresy. You can look it up. What are some of the major beliefs that came out of Marcionism? One is that there is a God of the Old Testament and a God of the New Testament. The God of the Old Testament is seen to be the God of judgment and law and wrath and punishment, while the God of the New Testament, so-called, is the God of love and peace and grace and mercy. And look, you can read, you read your Bible from cover to cover, and you will find mercy and grace and love all through the Hebrew scriptures that they call, they wrongly call the Old Testament, because those terms, Old Testament and New Testament, are rooted in this heresy of Marcionism. They are not accurate descriptive terms of your Bible. There is an Old Covenant and a New Covenant, and the Torah applies in both covenants. That's the theme you can see in your script, in, in your Bible. But, but this idea that there's an Old Testament God and a New Testament God, that comes from Marcionism. And if you talk to Christians and you get them to be honest in their beliefs, in some form or fashion, they believe this. They, they hold to this. And then, and then one of the other major parts of Marcionism was an elevation of the writings of Paul. Paul. We see that all over Christianity. Everybody wants to talk about Paul. They talk more about Paul than they do about Yeshua. They, they tell you, you have to read Galatians. Read Galatians and make sure you read it under the Christian interpretation because it proves that we don't have to follow the Torah anymore. That's the way they think. And this was all part of Marcionism. Marcion he, he, wanted, he was the first to propose canonizing the scripture that we today have as the canon of the Bible. Now, thankfully, people who had a brain in their head didn't buy into Marcion's canon because his canon was to reject all of the Tanakh, all of the Hebrew Bible that they call the Old Testament today, and only to canonize the Gospel of Luke and selected writings of the Apostle Paul. And he was only going to canonize them after redacting anything that he thought was too Jewish. Think about that. Not only did he want to limit the Bible to only 
Paul's teachings, but he also wanted to edit the Bible, cut out things from the Bible that were deemed too Jewish, too Torah positive, too strongly upholding the commandments of God. That's what the that's what this heresy was all about, and it plagues Christian religion today. It's all over Christianity. Antinomianism is rooted. It originates from Marcionism. That's where it comes from. That's where the anti-Torah beliefs that are so widely held by Christians today, they come straight out of this second century heresy called Marcionism. And then there's Calvinism. Calvinism comes out of the Reformation. It comes and it's got heresies involved in it. Eternal security. Let me just tell you, eternal security doctrine is a lie and it's deceiving millions, billions of people. They think that all you have to do is parrot a prayer that a preacher has scripted and once he does, he looks at you and tells you, well, now you're as sure for heaven as if you're already there. You are not as sure for heaven. Not if that's your experience because you've been deceived in the churches. You've been lied to in the churches. You, you're being told that you're eternally secure. There's no demand on holiness. There's no demand to follow the scriptures. You're just, it's just a numbers game. They just want to, it's a beam count. They just want to get you to an altar. And all they really do want to do most of the time, all they really want to do is, con, is convert you into one of their slaves that, that serves their ministry. And pays tithes, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, pays tithes and offerings to their ministry, and, and they don't lead you in true holiness, and then there's predestination, and then there's cessationism, these things come out of Calvinism, cessationism is, is the idea that miracles and signs and wonders and the supernatural things that we read about in the Bible ceased with the, with the apostles. But that is simply not true. I know that a lot of people get goofy with the supernatural. But there is a valid supernatural side of the Bible. We read all about miracles and signs and wonders and spiritual gifts all through the Bible. It's, it's a theme throughout the totality of Scripture. And then there's the Roman Catholic Church. Most of Christianity, despite the claim of the Protestant Reformation breaking away from Catholicism, they didn't break away from Catholicism. If they broke away from Catholicism, they wouldn't continue to venerate saints. What are you doing celebrating Saint Patrick's Day and Saint Valentine's Day and Saint Whatever Day? What are you doing celebrating those Roman Catholic idolatrous holidays to venerate the saints. If you truly broke away from the Catholic Church, then you wouldn't have those things to do with those things. And then there's the other holidays. You know, they're Christmas, which comes from the term Christ's Mass. It's a Roman Catholic Mass. That's what Christmas is. It is a Roman Catholic Mass. 
What are you doing celebrating it if you're not a Roman Catholic? Easter is a creation of the Catholic Church. Halloween, even if we separate it from the Celtics and all of the, the horrors of the Halloween celebration, and even if we go to what they call all Saints Day. It goes right back to veneration of the saints. It's a day to venerate the Catholic saints that are idols, that are demigods in their false religion. That's what it is. And then you've got Sunday church comes straight out of the Catholic church. Okay? In your Bible, you will not find one place in your Bible where they held anything remotely close to a church service on a Sunday. Yeah, they gathered together in their homes daily. You know, they did those things. But it says all through the book of Acts, 85 times in the book of Acts, we read about them being in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Not once is there a service on a Sunday. It's not in your Bible. The Catholic Church changed the Sabbath. And if you're of the belief of these one of these Christian beliefs that you don't have to keep the Sabbath or Sunday is your Sabbath or Jesus is your Sabbath or any of these other things that do away with the actual biblical Sabbath, you're following the influences of the Roman Catholic pagan idolatrous religion. And then there's the prosperity gospel. Now look, prosperity is a biblical concept. The prosperity gospel is not. They twist the scripture. They twist and distort the scripture, especially with tithes and offerings. Tithing is biblical. What churches teach is not. Listen, when was the last time your tithe-promoting church told you to set aside money for yourself to celebrate the annual spring and fall feast days because if they're not teaching you that they're not teaching you biblical tithing and there's a lot more than that but just on that point alone it proves that they're not teaching you biblical tithing okay L listen then there's these so-called deliverance ministries now look i i've been around some of the true environments where where deliverance ministry was done in the past i've studied through Men like Lester Sumrall, who was a pioneer in deliverance ministry. But today, it's gotten goofy. It's gotten ridiculous. They're only trying to put on a show. They've even taken this and put it in movie theaters to make it a big production. And they're, they're making all kinds of money off of these so-called deliverance ministries. And most of the time, most of the time, I promise you, it's not even real. They have figured out how to pull the wool over your eyes. And they're deceiving you through false signs and wonders. I promise you, if you if they saw the real thing, have you ever seen that movie? That movie was Steve Martin, the Leap of Faith movie. He had the character that had the real miracle. He didn't know what to do. He said, I don't know what to do. You're the real thing. And some of these ministries, if they ever saw the real thing 
Listen, they get so goofy. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. One time I read an article from a so-called deliverance ministry person. Claims to be a deliverance ministry person. The article was about dream sex with water spirits. Now let me ask you a question. Where in your Bible can you find anything that even remotely describes or talks about dream sex with water spirits but this is what they're teaching in these ministries they're not teaching you the bible they're teaching you this goofy stuff and it, and it appeals to people and they make lots of money telling people stuff that's utter nonsense listen i saw a preacher one time i saw a preacher one time there's several videos of him out there and everywhere that he ministered he found a different lady who claimed to be p possessed by lucifer himself now, i'm not talking about just a demon possessed person i'm talking every single time the a different lady would be screaming out i am lucifer i am lucifer i am lucifer i am lucifer and all this nonsense listen Lucifer is not possessing a different woman everywhere that preacher preaches. He's lying to people. One time I saw a video of an African lady going to different churches and she came out with a distorted looking arm and her arm was all folded up and it was distorted looking. And then they would do deliverance ministry and she would shake her arm and that arm would shake and shake and shake and, and shake and strain out and she would have a perfectly normal arm and she did this in multiple churches there are multiple videos of the same lady performing this act and they're going around and then they do this and then they take offerings because the people are all believing that this is real and they fall for it because they're just so gullible because they don't read their bible and then look then there's judaism judaism even messianic judaism you, they focus on the Talmud. And the Talmud is good for history. It's a good historical reference, but not so much for doctrine. And, and most of the a lot of the Talmud, if you read it, it's debates between rabbis, between people who are debating because they're overthinking the simplicity of the scripture. There's a lot of rabbinics in Judaism, even in Messianic Judaism. They get into all kinds of traditions of men that are not found in your Bible. It's very religious. It's very filled with man-made traditions. Read Mark chapter 7 and find out what Yeshua said about the traditions of men. And then, this is a big one. There's, there's a lot of focus in Judaism and even rabbinic Judaism and, and even messianic Judaism there's a lot of focus on Kabbalah Kabbalah is influencing most of Judaism including a lot of messianic Judaism I just read an article by a prominent messianic Jewish ministry that was promoting a Kabbalist concept and they're a very prominent messianic ministry and, and and kabbalah is basically a jewish themed witchcraft it's got mysticism all through it it's focused on levels levels of scripture levels through the the names of god levels 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 and you achieve new levels through mysticism and esoteric knowledge and, and in orthodox judaism there's even the rejection of yeshua look christians reject the torah 
Jews, apart from Messianics, reject Yeshua as their Messiah. And then there's the Hebrew Roots Movement. There's the Hebrew Roots Movement. Now, now listen, the Hebrew Roots Movement sounds like a good concept on the surface. It's a return, not through Messianic Judaism and Judaism in general with all of the traditions of man, and not through Christianity with all of its deceptions and antinomianism. Hebrew Roots Movement, the so-called Hebrew Roots Movement, sounds good on the surface, but I warn you about the Hebrew Roots Movement because they, they promote things like polygamy. Not all of them, but some of them promote polygamy. They, they emphasize non-canonical books. They take pseudepigraphal books and apocryphal books, and they say, well, these should be considered scripture too. And they elevate them to the status of scripture or sometimes even greater than scripture. They have their special Bibles. They create special Bibles that deviate from traditional orthodoxy and they and one of the big ones is called the et sefer stay away from this thing it's a complete train wreck man it's it proposes to restore the sacred name of yahuwah that is not the name of the father that's a bunch of nonsense that was created by a cult leader okay they, they create these special bibles and this et sefer it, it's got a whole bunch of these non-canonical bio um books from the bible all mixed into it it's a mess they they promote these things called hebrew word pictures and and they promote sacred nameism you know they go around trying to say well god's name is yahuwashi no god's name is yahuwasha no god's name is yabba that's nonsense they promote flat earth theories and this listen the hebrew roots movement oftentimes leads to a rejection of Paul's writings, a rejection of some of the new covenant books of your Bible. And then once you start going down that path, so much of the time it leads to a full rejection of Yeshua as the Messiah. Look, the Hebrew Roots movement is not to be confused with true Torah positive theology true Torah positive faith in Yeshua that doesn't get involved in all of the nonsense you know I get people all the time I'm, I'm gonna come to an end here I get people all the time they say well I guess you somehow everybody's been wrong for 2,000 years and somehow you're right listen I just read the Bible and I do what it says can we just follow the Bible? Can we just go into the Bible and use it as our guide instead of following false religion? So many people have lost their mind when it comes to religion. Get away from religion. Get away from Christianity that's lying to you. Don't get involved in forms of Judaism that are going to lie to you. Don't get involved in things like the Hebrew Roots Movement that leads you into all this nonsense and leads you to believe ridiculous things. Let's just go to the Bible. Can we just go to the Bible and follow what it says and do what it says? Just follow the Bible. It's not that difficult, folks. And I got to wrap this up here. But remember that there's much to be gained by a return to the discarded values of the past. And I'll see you in the next message. Shalom. 
so glad you tuned in today. Now, if you enjoy the teachings of Truth Ignited and you want to financially support the ministry, we want to offer you a few ways to do that. First, we've got our cash app. Scan the QR code or use dollar sign Truth Ignited. Now, this is a preferred method because we don't incur any fees for this service. But we understand that not everybody uses the Cash App, so you can also go to our Spotify for Podcasters page right here, and you can sign up to become a $5 or $10 monthly partner. You can also visit truthignited.com and give your financial support there and find a lot more great messages just like the one you listen to. Also, be sure to check out our Tee Public store where you can find a lot of really cool merchandise, t-shirts and other items that you can use to show off your faith. Be sure to follow Truth Ignited on Facebook, Twitter or X, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And remember to share these messages on all of your social media pages. I'll see you next time. Blessings and Shalom.